Welcome to the first issue of the Stay in Teaching podcast, sponsored by the Northwest Arkansas Writing Project. Today we'll discuss the impact that professional learning can have on your teaching, and we'll hear from an early career teacher about her experiences as a new teacher. Stay in Teaching is an initiative of the Northwest Arkansas Writing Project, or NWAWP, and is funded by the Building New Pathways to Leadership Design Challenge grant from the National Writing Project. Nationwide, 30-40% of teachers leave the profession within the first five years of teaching. This creates a revolving door of less experienced teachers, and it means that the teaching profession will soon be facing a deficit of veteran teachers and teacher leaders. Stay in Teaching is working to create a support system in the writing project for early career teachers through mentoring, networking, and professional learning. We're hoping to start a movement that will extend beyond Arkansas to help early career teachers become involved in leadership and stay in the profession. My name is Tyler McBride, and I'll be your host for this first edition of our podcast. I teach 7th grade language arts and social studies at Lincoln Middle School in Lincoln, Arkansas. I'm an early career teacher myself, this is my fifth year of teaching, so this work has particular meaning for me. I've been a teacher consultant with the NWAWP since I participated in the Writing Project Summer Institute in 2014. Looking back, I can point to that summer as a transformative moment in my teaching career. No matter how long you've been teaching, I'm sure you also can point to pivotal experiences in your career as well. Maybe it was a summer workshop, a conference, a college course, or just a conversation with other teachers that particularly refreshed your mind, refocused your teaching toward best practices, or rejuvenated your joy in teaching. We commonly call this professional development, or PD, but sometimes that term conjures up images of forced meetings and mind-numbing PowerPoint slides. It's something different entirely when we choose to participate in professional learning that is purposeful, meaningful, and centered around our own interests and needs. Recently, I was fortunate to be able to attend the Arkansas Curriculum Conference in Little Rock. ACC is a two-day conference with dozens of sessions for every content area. Hundreds of teachers attend, and the sessions are high quality and centered around student learning. I love all the opportunities that ACC offers to have rich discussions with like-minded educators, hear about how other teachers are engaging their students, and learn about new tech tools to support reading and writing. Whatever form it may take, I would highly encourage you to find ways to connect with teachers around you. If you're struggling to get your students excited about learning, a teacher down the hall or across the state might be facing the same situation, and a simple conversation could encourage and guide both of you towards solving the problem. If teaching starts to feel like just a job or you are overwhelmed with stress, a workshop or conference session could remind you of what really matters. If you and your students are both bored with your teaching, learning about a new technology tool could be exactly what you need. Sometimes these needs can be met by professional learning within your school or district, but many times stepping away for a day or two will provide you with the distance you need to see the situation in a new light. So what are some other ways that professional learning can change your teaching for the better? What's one professional learning experience that you've had that was transformative? We'd like to hear from you on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using the hashtag StayInTeaching. You can also like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter under StayInTeaching. Next, we're going to hear from second-year teacher Yvette Townsend about her career change into teaching and how that affected her first year. This is Tyler McBride here with Yvette Townsend. 
Yvette is a second year teacher here at Lincoln Middle School. And I just wanted to pick her brain and ask her a few questions about what it's like to be an early career teacher and especially about her first year of teaching, which was just last year. So without further ado, let's get into the first question. What's your background? What path led you to your teaching career and what inspired you to become a teacher? Okay, so my background is kind of varied because I didn't come directly into teaching. I kind of thought I should explore my options and I went into hospitality and worked in hospitality for six years and I loved it, but I soon realized that I really wasn't waking up every day excited for what I was doing, but it was enjoyable because of the people. So then I decided that I was going to go back to school and I've always loved languages, so I got my master's degree in German literature. And while I was doing that, I was a teaching assistant. So I was working with freshman students, sophomore students, um, first and second year college students, which is a lot like high school students because they, they still need some guidance. So after I left my master's of German literature, I missed the classroom so much that I decided I needed to explore that a little bit. So I decided to take an aide position here at Lincoln Middle School, and I fell in love with the kids. I happened to fall into middle school, and the age groups were perfect. So I went ahead and pursued my MAT, uh, which was a program online, and I was able to work while I was doing my MAT, which I think was a really good experience, because then I was able to directly feed my learning into the classroom. Um, so that's really what inspired me to be a teacher, is that experience that I had. And also, I did have a teacher when I was younger in elementary school who was great. Her name was Judy Probst. I still remember her name. And she was just the best thing that ever happened to me. She made me realize that it was a whole other world out there, that there's so much more to learn in, than what there was in small town Texas, where I'm from. So, you know, I did originally think, oh, I want to be a teacher. But then I got sidetracked with life and other choices and other things I thought I wanted more. But I did eventually come back to teaching. So what kind of challenges did you face during that first year of teaching, um, especially since you were kind of changing careers, and what would you say was the most difficult part of your job? I think the most challenging part for me for the first year was the planning, because even though theoretically I knew what I was going to be doing, it was a lot to take in. Scope and sequence, and what I was doing every day, and I always felt like... I was not quite prepared enough, even though I spent hours and hours planning for it. So the planning was a big, really big challenge, um, just because I needed that confidence and I didn't quite have it in that first year, especially in like the first, uh, I don't know, four to five months of the year. After, at the end of the year, it got better. Um, and also accumulating resources, because at the beginning of the year, it was just all I could do to stay afloat with trying to make sure that I had everything I needed. And I was drawing from other teachers, I was drawing from my mentor, I was scouring the internet all the time to see what I could find as far as resources that I thought would be useful to me and my students. And then also technology. Technology was tough because there is a point where you have too much technology and Lincoln Middle School is one-to-one, -one, which is great, but you it's so easy to fall into that that trap of like, oh, well, we'll just do a research project and next thing you know, two weeks have gone by and you're not feeling successful. So finding a balance between planning and my resources and technology and then also making sure I wasn't here 
every day until six o'clock in the evening because I was trying to get everything done. So finding that balance between everything was the biggest challenge overall. So you've kind of already answered this question a little bit, uh, but then based on those challenges of, of finding that balance, how did you start to overcome that or are you still working on some of those things? I think the planning I'm still definitely working on because every year is a little bit different. Scheduling changes, students are totally different. So the planning is still in the works. But I certainly feel more confident now when I think, okay, you know what, I got to class today and we tried it with the first group and it didn't work. So I am not afraid to scratch things first thing in the morning if it doesn't go the way that I planned. So that is a big difference, I think, from my first year is that I can quickly think on my feet a little bit better and be confident about making changes, which I don't think I could do that at the very beginning. So what kind of successes did you see in your first year of teaching and what was the most re rewarding part of your job during that year? I think the biggest success that I saw was with the improvement of, of the students. And it wasn't necessarily that every student improved because that doesn't necessarily happen. I know that now, but I did have key students that I targeted that I wanted to make sure made an improvement not only in their own education but in their the way that they behave their life choices and I think that I was successful in doing that now was it with every student no of course not but I do think that that was one of the key successes that I felt that I did feel like I made a difference in the students lives and I was able to bring some of my own background and my experiences and talk to them about what else is out there in the world things that they didn't necessarily know because some of them haven't had the opportunity to travel outside of Lincoln, outside of Northwest Arkansas, outside of the United States. So I tried to bring in some of those experience into the classroom and that was a big, big success, I thought, by the end of the year. So seeing that change in the kids and seeing how they could interact with each other and be accepting of each other's differences and opinions, I think that was the biggest reward is seeing that be successful in the classroom. Where do you see your career path going in the next five to 10 years? And what factors will help you decide whether you want to stay in the profession or find another career? As I said before, it's no secret that I have a passion for languages and I've already actually sought my certifications in foreign languages. So in the next five to 10 years, I wanna make the transition from literacy and social studies to foreign language. So I do definitely want to find myself there by the end of the 10 year mark. But right now, I mean, I, it's my first couple of years. I'm really loving what I'm doing. So I don't see myself changing right away. Uh, but I certainly want to pursue that. And I also want to pursue ESL certification. Um, being of Hispanic heritage, I just feel like it's important to have that. Uh, I've worked with students before in other districts where they've told me, you know, oh, we've never had a Spanish speaking teacher before. That would be so cool to have that. Uh, so I definitely want to kind of put myself out there to seek some of those certifications to just make the learning experience more round for the students, more polished for them. And are there any factors that you think might push you out of teaching or make you less inclined to stay in teaching? think so. I do think that it is stressful knowing that sometimes financially it is difficult to stay in the profession just because there are so many factors that affect us as teachers, just like there are so many factors that affect our students at home. So 
I really have stayed in the career and sought the career because it's what made me wake up every day and be happy about it. And unless that changes, I don't think that that would really change my career path anytime soon. But I do know it is difficult. Interacting with parents can be difficult if you don't have good support from your team, from your grade level team, from your administrators. And although I feel supported now, that doesn't necessarily mean that 10 years from now that I would feel that same support if I were to transition, whether it's in this district to another building or another district. I mean, those are the factors that I think would impact me more than anything, not so much the workload, because I don't find that to be burdensome when I come every day and I love what I'm doing. So those would be the things that I think would affect my decision to change. But I don't see it happening in the foreseeable future. So obviously you've been involved with our Stay in Teaching initiative, and you know that we're concerned with keeping early career teachers in the profession. And at our recent uh, summer retreat, we talked about how mentoring can make such a huge difference with early career teachers. What kind of advice would you give to veteran teachers about the support that they can offer to early career teachers like yourself? I actually had a very good experience with my mentor teacher while I was doing my first year of teaching. And I think the biggest thing that I uh, felt was the most beneficial was just the constant communication. You know, she wouldn't necessarily follow me around or anything, but if she would peek at my lesson plans before I started the week and just give me a couple of comments. Uh, she would always offer resources that I could look into that she found helpful when she was working in her early years. So I think the biggest thing is just support with feedback and resources. And that would be my advice to mentors out there is if you can provide support just on building the confidence of teachers, that that would make a huge difference in their dedication on the career and not letting the stress factors edge them out of education. Well, thank you, Yvette, for taking the time to talk to us. I know we uh, really appreciate your input and uh, we value your, um, your voice as an early career teacher. Well, thank you, Tyler. It's been a pleasure. And working with the writing project has certainly been a big benefit of my second year in teaching as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this first edition of our podcast. Again, be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter and post and tweet using the hashtag stay in teaching. We look forward to your voice being included in the ongoing conversation about keeping quality teachers in our profession.